0: WrestleUniverse.com presents Cyber Fight Festival 2022 in an 8-person tag team match. Sexy Ino, Fantastic Imanari, Dandy and Akito Aesop vs. Aoki, Sanjiro Takagi, Yumiko Hotta, and Kendo Kashin. In a 6-woman tag team match, Yamashita, Maki Ito, in Nagano face-off vs. Nopa, Suzume, and Yuki Yarai In a six-person tag team match, Yukio Sakaguchi, Saki Yakai, and Hideki Okatani face-off vs. Kenoka, Yuna Manase, and Mizuki Watase. In a ten-woman tag team match, Misao, Aeno, Raku, Harajuku, and Neko, face off, versus Kakuta, Kiryu, Miyamoto, Endo, and Toribami. In a DDT tag team match, Muscle Sakai, and Yukio Naya, face off, versus Soma Takao, and Kazuki Hirata. International 10-man tag, the Japanese national, Segura, Fujita, Kitamiya, Inaba, and Tanegushi, Face versus versus Elgin, Dr. Wagner Jr., Rene Dupree, Simon Gotch, and a special X. June 12th, WrestleUniverse.com presents Cyberfight Festival 2022. Pitch it live only on WrestleUniverse.com.
1: Welcome to another edition of Cafe Day, Rene. I'm the co-host, James Tunstall. Join someone who looks very tired, Rene Dupree. Rene, what are you doing today? Um,
2: Trying to figure out if I tore my bicep or not. Uh, I matched last night. I hit Nakajima with the clothesline so hard, I think I tore my bicep, so it hurts. Yeah. Ow, my shoulder hurts, oh. and my knees hurt, in my lower back, everything, everything hurts. That's why I'm lying down for this, uh, everyone. I apologize.
1: Oh, keep keeping it casual. I did uh, notice it, and uh, a few people online said, fat Renee Rene, like he hurt himself with that clothesline. I look like what? A few people online said, fat it looked like you hurt yourself. Off the clothesline.
2: Is that online? People are talking about it online?
1: A few people's mentioned it, I saw.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm... I have to apologize. I'm not an online guy like a lot of wrestlers are where they jump on social media and want to see what people say about their shit. I don't do that. So,
1: sorry. Speaking of injuries, I know you don't watch today's WWE, but did you see Cody Rhodes, uh, he tore his pec?
2: He did? Was that off a clothesline?
1: No. um, He was lifting weights that morning and he must still try to lift a little bit too heavy, and tore his peck, and gradually through the day, you could see the bruise, you know, get worse and worse, and then it was the morning of the pay-per-view. He had a Hell in a Cell match against Seth Rollins, and when he took off his robe um, or his coat, big, massive bruise all over there, and the reason he ended up competing was because the doctor said to him, you can't do no more damage to it. So he decided to carry on and do the match. It was a good match, to be fair and uh but yeah so uh injuries and in wrestling whenever you hear people say that wrestling is fake right. i'm like yeah i point to these examples <laughs> it's not yeah.
2: yeah that's why it makes us mad when you say that you
1: know. yeah you yeah. don't get enough respect
2: oh hell no but, well when you got zombies eating wrestlers in the ring it kind of takes away your credibility you know what i'm saying
1: Speaking of that, um, so I know, like you said, you don't watch today's WWE, but Edge has uh, had like a little stable for a few months. We
3: mm-hmm.
1: huh. He had uh, Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, two great talents. And time we're recording this, two days previously, he got kicked out of the group by Finn Balor, and Finn Balor's took over. And the reason for it is because WWE wanted his stable because they kind of got like a gothic stable but wwe wanted them to start doing supernatural stuff like the undertaker so edge is like no i don't want to do that so wwe essentially just kicked him out of his own group because he said no to him wow yeah
3: so is that a fact or is that just
2: an
1: online rumor it's online rumor but it's just sudden why he got kicked out of the group because um, he's kind of formed it at WrestleMania, and they've just had uh, the, <laughs> the going um about a month ago. Yeah. So the stable's not even—it's about two months old—and he's already been kicked out of it. So was he fired? Not fired. It's just that they brought Finn Balor in, the uh, Prince Devitt, and yeah. he's kind like, of like him out the group now, and now he's going to be the leader. So rather they carry on this supernatural thing they wanted to add into the group, I don't know. But it's now they've changed Edge's character now where he's going to become a baby face, even though he's only just become like this dark side goth character for like a couple of months. Now they're changing them straight back because allegedly he said no to the creative. Uh, well, sure, he Ed, must be close to 50 now, right? Oh, yeah, he's definitely, yeah, when you think about it. I mean, unfortunately, he had about eight or nine years of his career robbed because of his, what we thought at the time, a career ending injury. Thankfully, Mm. he came back and got a good return. But um, yeah, I think he said himself he's probably got two or three more years left and then he's going to definitely call it a day.
2: No, he's had a good run.
1: All All right. What are we
2: talking about today?
1: Yeah, so everyone, uh thanks for your questions. We done asked Renee everything uh part one last week. We went to social media for them questions. So today we're going we're completing part two and we're going to the YouTube comments and uh like I said, Renee, we've got plenty of questions, so uh, we'll try and go through as many. So uh, we'll get started. Cool. So uh Renee, let's uh, get to it then. So um first one, uh Hulk Hogan. W seven, uh, two part question. How did you come up with your gimmick? More specifically, the French tickler. Rick Martel.
2: Yep. I used to watch Rick Martel as a kid,
3: um, he did it, but I just copied him. Copied him. That's
2: it.
1: He also asked, uh, are you looking for an editor to help bring up the quality? He's just shooting his shot. Wow. If you want to do it for free, you're more than happy to join us. (laughs) Takes the workload off me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, if you want to work for a T-shirt, sure.
1: (laughs) Cool. Uh, Bake TV asks, hi, Renee, loving the podcast. Glad to see if you're doing well in Japan. My question is Is there any real heat or any rivalry between the Japanese organizations, New Japan, Nowhere, or Japan, DDT, etc.? I'd imagine for guys and management would cross paths quite a bit in their journeys traveling through the country. If this is the case, is there any good stories?
3: I don't
2: think it's ever like um, completely burn a bridge, but there's definitely like a competitive professionalism. You know what I mean? Like we're better than you and or we have the better product or we have the better wrestlers or whatever. It's very competitive, but, but like in a very polite, politically correct way. You know? Right.
3: Yeah.
1: Where do they rank in a minute for like, you know, the size of the organizations? For example, WWE's number one, AEW's number two. In Japan, where's it rank? I would presume New Japan is the top dog at the minute.
2: Noah's coming up just because they're owned by a very wealthy organization. Right. And they got really strong television too. So I don't know. I know in New Japan has always been king, but Noah's definitely coming up because I've been talking with some people and there's a lot of, a lot of talk about big names coming in so yeah just, yeah big names
1: fighting stuff um cool uh question by chris p a uh, good question uh what's the best advice an old time uh, an old timer slash veteran has given you and how did you react to that advice at the time
3: less is more save your money So how much money you make in the wrestling business or in general? It's how much you save and
2: invest. At the end of the day, this this thing comes to an end, and you like to have some type of income coming in to. You know what I mean? Because guess what? With my level of education, I'd have to work some type of like manual labor job, and the way my body's feeling, there's no way I could do it. Right
1: yeah I forgot I forgot to mention that everyone so uh a lot of you nearly got your wish. I possibly had to leave the podcast because I was in hospital over the weekend <laughs> and uh I was in the waiting room for six hours, turned out pinched nerve in my spine uh caused numbness on my legs. so Renee was getting worried had to look for a new co-host, but fortunately I pulled through. <laughs> yeah
2: all right, you got that much uh, you got that much heat online. You're my co-host?
1: Yeah. I'm not a wrestler, but I've got heat. <laughs> well, I think it's more the fact that people doesn't think I'm that good and you can do better. <laughs> oh
2: no, so, James my James is the one that leads this goddamn train away. So if you don't like it, too bad.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. So uh two questions by VJ. Uh question one any interactions with Bret Hart?
3: Yeah,
2: uh, first time I met him was uh, in Europe. We did a tour of Ireland. It was like a three-week thing. Did two weeks in two weeks in Ireland,
3: and then uh, ten days in France. And he was a part of it. Uh, yeah, I like Brett.
1: You know, he's my number one every day, and we're gonna have to get him on one day. <laughs> yeah, I'd like
2: to. I got his email. Maybe I'll send him a message.
1: There you go, everyone. Keep hitting that subscribe button, get our numbers big so we got a bigger audience, and then one day we'll be getting Brett on the show. Yeah, we gotta get to
2: 10,000 before before he'd be interested. So let's get to 10,000 subscribers, and uh, I'll try to reach out to the hitman.
1: You know what to do, everyone hit that subscribe button, get to 10,000. Question two by FJ Renee: uh, More education on your dad's promotions. Uh, who were some of the big names who went through there?
3: Andre the Giant, Roddy Piper,
2: Flair, Edge, Christian,
3: Bad News Brown, Rick Martel. The Bushwhackers. Must have a good
1: story, the Bushwhackers.
3: Yeah. Well, I did an independent show with... Uh,
2: what's his name? Luke, right? Luke William. Bushwhacker Luke. And then he said that my dad actually flipped out after Butch. Because they... He actually hit a fan or whatever, right? I went and asked my dad the true story. He goes, yeah, they were on Prince Edward Island, and he hit a mentally challenged kid with the belt. Yeah. That was, yeah. So there's always two stories to every, right? Like I can see the wrestler's perspective, not wanting to be yelled at or whatever. But at the same time, you're going to a small community and hitting a mentally challenged child now mind you it's a different era different time and maybe the wrestler felt threatened but you know and my dad flipped out at the time saying you're gonna kill my town
3: you're gonna kill my town i won't be able to come back here
2: but anyway that was the past we're talking 19 in what 1970s so that's like 50 years ago
1: that was was that back when they was the sheep herders? because it was more yes. of violent, tag team or the Kiwis.
2: Like... I think there were the Kiwis back then,
1: right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's, it's amazing how Vince McMahon could change a tag team because that was their reputation. They were this violent tag team, and yeah. they joined WWE, WWF. Vince McMahon sees them and decides to make them fun-loving baby faces who licks people's heads to go into the ring.
2: Imagine doing that now. Trying to do that now,
1: buddy. Yeah, I've, I've, re- I've reviewed the old shows. And I'm like, man, that would not play today. Even though it's harmless, it's it would not play today. <laughs> Hell no. Well, so, uh, the anonymous individual, the uh, craziest rib or funniest rib you've ever witnessed. <clears throat>
3: i don't know i think ribs are a thing of the past and i'm sure there's been some funny
2: ones that i've seen but i've totally forgotten about them yeah. i don't really a rib as long as it doesn't demoralize somebody or embarrass them or cost them money or hurt them physically you know what i mean something like that's okay but,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. Next question.
1: Uh, Shane Stevens, I hope this question uh, I hope this question doesn't offend or upset you. I'm just genuinely curious if you have any thoughts or advice for the current maritime wrestling scene. Hope you are well.
3: Um yeah, I take it seriously. If you can't afford
2: proper outfits proper attire to to look like a professional wrestler don't bother doing it or save your money till you can uh be properly trained because i've seen a lot of stuff out there and they're not at all and uh it's oversaturated it's just like everywhere else now people get access to rings and they want to be the next big time promoter and they run their little hall or whatever in their hometown and they'll make themselves champions. And this is the same everywhere. It's all the same bullshit. Um,
1: ancient Dawn, uh, do you have or ever hear any interesting stories about the Dynamite Kid? If so, please share them. Huge fan of the show. Love and respect.
3: Um. Yeah, I guess outside the ring, he was... A
2: psychopath, basically. He had some serious, serious issues. But as a kid, I just remember working for my dad and having no front teeth. Right? Because this was after Jacques knocked him out. Yep. Right? So, and he gave me his ring jacket. So my memories are good, but I was just a kid, right? So but when he worked for my dad, I think he was behaving like we never heard any crazy stories. Yeah.
1: Uh do you not Pasco outside the bloody uh the bloody plane ride, which you told on the Poland interview, which everyone can check out. What's the craziest road story you've ever experienced?
2: Can't say it publicly. But it involves Randy Orton. So
1: gonna have to set up a patreon
3: yeah
1: right if everyone's thinking what the noise is it's my four year old (laughs) uh kane lovejoy what were some of the more complimentary things Vincent man ever said to you in regards to your work your look your presence
3: you're here for the long run Oh, one time we were in England Rob Van Damme German
2: suplexed me and I fell right on the back of my neck. And Vince was like, You're not worth anything to me injured. Yeah. Straight up and honest, right? As a businessman, if you're hurt, you're not worth anything to me. So it's kind of like demoralizing in one way, and but it puts you in check, realizing that you're just a fucking piece of meat. Right? That's a business. Mm.
1: New Jack said it best. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but he said, Fins McMahon's the world's biggest pimp. Hoes come, hoes go. He's always got new ones to come in. That's it. 100%. Uh, Godstone, uh, Renee, if you had to come back and wrestle for one of the current promotions in America, which one would you choose and why,
2: if you had to pick one? All-star wrestling for Gary Damron out of uh, West Virginia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there must be a story Though the way you smiled. Yeah, he paid me
2: up front, and it went well. No stress.
1: I don't know. I don't watch
2: enough. I don't watch any of the products. No. Uh, so, but it would definitely boil down to money and a lot of it and since i don't really need the money uh balls in my court and, and i'm not really to the point like right now i'm not really to the point where like oh god i gotta be on tv or you know what i mean like if i if i did this once or twice a month just to get on my system and it helps me keep motivate me to keep in the gym and keep in shape right? Or just to get out of the house every now and then but yeah. i don't think i'd want to do a full-time contract with anybody
1: no, no. But to expand on that a little bit for myself is there something uh, like i don't know if this is a markish sort of question but is there something you would like to achieve like like uh, personally in america what you have and what you would like to do one day like financials out the way like as a personal achievement, something like the wrestling fan in yourself, mm. is it something you would look to achieve what you didn't?
2: No, the wrestling fan that that's gone. Right. That that, that the wrestling fan is dead. There is no more wrestling fan. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, when I was when I got signed at 1819, that competitive spirit was there to climb the ladder and all that jazz. Right. Like in the WWF, who is the most recognizable promotion in the world? <clears throat> they even stated that they're not, they're not interested in making big-time stars. It's to push the brand, <clears throat>
1: right? Right. Uh, big fan of the show. Forgotten MMA. Uh, congratulations on the seven thousand subscribers. We're nearly at eight. Forgotten MMA. Uh does Renee Rishi made a podcast years ago. Now Fatty has this platform, his fans can keep up with him and wrestling companies are giving him more office. Love the pod. Um
2: No. Everything happens for a reason and uh I was so busy pre pandemic that you know what I mean. Like I heard there's people with podcasts, but I never even thought of doing one with them. But thank you, because if it wasn't for you, this wouldn't exist. So for all the fans that hate on James, uh, if you enjoy this show, it's because of him.
1: That was probably one of the good things. Well, I mean, the pandemic was horrible. A lot of people died, unfortunately. But because I was sat at home for three months, I was bored. And I've always been interested in podcasts, and I thought, I'll start one. And... I kinda of timed it right because um and this is on my channel, everyone, if you want to check it out, because a lot of people all over the world was in the same situation. I was able to get so many interviews because people was at home and they just wanted a release. Yeah. So timed it yeah. kind of right, really. Even though my channel I do I I don't do any work on it anymore because I'm focused on this channel. <laughs> but uh it, but like a lot of people I've grew up watching, yourself included, who I've interviewed you know, it's kind of like a dream come true. So, uh, yeah, it's been a great pleasure to start podcasting now, especially seeing the success cafes having, uh, beyond the wildest dreams. And me and you knows the big names that's coming on the show soon. And there's, uh, there's a few names there where I'm like, I can't believe we're going to be talking to these people. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. It'd be good to catch up with a
2: lot of the guys. You're going to
1: haven't seen them
2: or talked to them. In fuck 10, 15, 20 years.
1: Yeah. Privilege for myself, just to the fan in me, and obviously I get to ask my questions. But it's a privilege for myself just to hear you and like you know the guests what we've had and the guests who we've got coming. Used to you know shooting the breeze, telling the stories and that. And I'm like the fly in the wall there in person, like being able to listen to these stories. It's uh, it's a privilege. Yeah. So Naku uh, Naku, I think I pronounced that right. Uh, as a pro wrestling veteran, do you recommend that aspiring wrestlers should get in great physical shape before starting their journey, or can they still adapt to it well without it?
2: Of course. James, do you ever watch the movie Rambo or Terminator? What do you think? I th- think you did. Now imagine if Rambo had a fucking gut hanging over his. You know what I mean? Yeah. Over- Or or Terminator fucking had titties.
1: (laughs) Love handles. They had the Terminator titties in the third one. (laughs) It didn't didn't perform so well. (laughs) Right. But... uh, That way. And I think, because, obviously, Renee, like yourself, I grew up watching the Hulk Hogan's, match of Man's, the Ultimate Warriors, and these larger-than-life figures. And that lasted all the way through the new, gener- the new generation era, there's a couple of smaller guys. It, I say Brett's a smaller guy. Brett was still fucking jacked, like, when you look at him. Yeah, and sure. My- they're in shape. They're in shape, and all the way to your era, and today you got a few, but there's a lot of people that, yeah, they're great athletes, but to look at them, they're not that large in life figures, and I think it's time for... And obviously I can't commentate on that because I'm a fat bastard. But you you, you don't want to watch wrestling just to see someone that looks like you or this average person. You you want to watch these large than life figures. I mean, for a, a lot of people who's watching this channel, and I look at the demographics, a lot of people watching this channel is kind of at our age. So the people watching this channel are people who grew up with the whole Kamena era. Would these people got would have gotten into wrestling if they watched people who look like, no disrespect, kevin owens or an adam cove for example just average looking people no
2: that's why the ratings are an all-time low and yet so
1: is the attendance so um, but yeah so a uh, little rant for myself there <laughs> um uh one under uh what aspect of re- the wrestling business is this toughest part for you the traveling the bumps or the politics
3: All of the above.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Oh, this is a fun question. Uh, Kiba Yasha, with you spending so much time in Japan, I've got to ask, what's the strangest thing you've gotten out of a vending machine in Japan?
3: Nothing. I never really went out and looked for that
2: stuff. Uh, Like... If I want to do something like uh, I'll go visit a temple or some stuff like that. I mean, go pray. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I pretty much have my same routine. I go, I wake up, have a good breakfast, go to the gym.
1: <laughs> uh, I've got a feeling I know you could answer, Renee, but uh, Tigre asked, which wrestler did you look forward to the most? Getting, uh, which wrestler did you look forward to getting in the ring with the most?
3: Probably Undertaker, uh, or The Rock, or Steve Austin.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, I find out, when I found out I was gonna be doing something with The Rock, like. I sprinted outside and called up my parents. And I...
1: Tell us about that. So obviously you've done the segment uh, with The Rock and Mankind. And I mean, we might do a full episode on The Rock one day. But who told you you was doing the spot with The Rock? And um, like you said, your reaction was telling your parents. Like, how did that come about?
3: Um, I found out around one probably Pat. I can't forget. I forget exactly who but it was probably Pat, because Pat was there.
2: Anytime, anytime the ROG did anything, you knew Pat Patterson was going to be there.
3: Right. He refused to work with anybody else.
1: For your husband. Alright, uh love to shoot interview with paul london your format is great but i feel like you definitely need a much better camera setup <laughs> we do <laughs> so uh, but he's definitely looking forward to more of our content thank you well, well right compliment.
2: now i'm on the road um, if you think i'm gonna fucking start dragging cameras and bullshit on the road with me no i got a laptop here uh, don't forget, I didn't start this, I started this out of boredom just to kill some time for this pandemic, and I didn't fucking dream it was going to be like a big setup with cameras and lighting and all this other bullshit, right? You
1: know.
2: I'll tell you studio. what, let's get up to, uh, let's get up to 50 or 100,000 subscribers, and then uh, all the clicks and views can pay for all this stuff
1: uh right uh vipy uh hello renee big fan of the 0304 era any stories about the smackdown days on upn from a technical standpoint
3: they had the best of everything but don't forget man that was shit
2: 18 years ago man i can't remember hmm. I can't remember 18 days ago but when you're dealing with the WWE as far as making his product better Vince Mango was all out you understand
1: do you have any stories on Kevin Dunn
2: I think I'm going have one conversation with him right uh, I try to look him in the eyes and he has like an insecurity complex inferiority complex like he's having a hard time looking at you in the eyes yeah
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, well, Jim Connor's not a big fan of him man. he always mentions his teeth, his buck teeth.
2: Yeah, I think I think I see a picture he actually got him fixed.
1: All oh, right, fair play. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you got like those uh permanent
1: gimmicks in <laughs> uh, Andrew Keenan's got a couple of questions. Uh this question, Renee, I don't think I've heard you answer this. Uh what's your favorite movie of all time? Devil's Rejects. Yes. Yeah. We're going to have to get DDP on just to talk about Devil's Rejects.
2: Yeah. If uh, someone can tag Dallas, uh, I'd like to have you on. But that's the only thing I want to talk about. I don't give a shit about the wrestling or the yoga. I want to talk about that movie.
1: Did I tell you, Renee? I interviewed... um Flipping uh, Ken Faray. He played like the pimp in Devil's Rejects.
2: Yeah, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he was awesome. Chief, Chief J Flywheel. That's right. Yeah. Oh, he was an awesome guy. Like I had him on my show when we talked because he, he was in like Keenan and Kel, Dawn of the Dead, and like some other films. And um for, actually we never actually spoke about Devil's Rejects, but we talked about every other film. And he was in the Rob Zombie Halloween. Yeah. And uh, He was great in that, and um, real great guy, so if people's interested in horror things, because I'm a big horror movie buff, uh, please check it out. (laughs) Okay, Um, one more. One more. Um, All right, Cody, this is a good one. Uh, Favorite championship design? The
3: original WWF title. The eagle, or whatever. Winged eagle, the one what Brett had.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. No, it's just it's just a prop to fucking advertise their
1: uh, their brand. That's all it is. Yeah. Um front of the show the channel where uh, Joe and the Ring, shout out to them, everyone, check them out, they've got great stuff. Um they done a video on like uh, the winged eagle and they explained how every person that held that title was a great champion they said the worst champion was probably Bob Backlund because he had it for a couple of days but even that even then he had a great gimmick like when he took it off brett and he was like a complete psychopath i don't know if you remember it
2: oh yeah yeah he had the crossface chicken wing as a submission yeah yeah i think they had a submission match right brett and bob or whatever
1: it yeah. was and well the the gimmick was um they both had a corner uh, so Brett had Bulldog, and ba- Backlund had um, Owen, because uh, that's how Backlund lost his title to Sheik, his trainer. Yeah. Through the towel. Ball. Yeah. And that was yeah. the. So Bulldog got knocked out, and uh, Backlund had Brett in the chicken wing for like ten minutes or something. And Owen's pretending to feel sorry and he starts crying and he gives the towel to uh, Helen, the mother. And she's he's like, Please chuck in, please chuck in. And she throws it in. So Backlund wins. And as soon as she throws it in and the ring uh, the bell rings, Owen's bouncing up and down, celebrated, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we have
2: that, to that that's a heelish thing, right? That's like, wow, that's good stuff. Go All right, back. and I like to apologize everybody for cutting it short, but I do have things to do. I am over here uh, wrestling, so we're going to have to cut it short.
1: And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, pleasure asking you questions, and uh, we'll probably do another one of these in the future. Uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, please hit that subscribe, and we're nearly at 8,000. Uh, and like Renee, says, if we get 10,000, thousand, will send the invite to Brett Hart and uh, might be able to get him on the show, so uh, please do so. But uh, before we do go, Renee uh, tell everyone who we got coming uh, this coming Monday. Uh,
2: great guest, great person, great wrestler. Uh, I was I had a really fun time doing this interview. He's the one, the only Stevie Richards. Next week on The Cafe. Looking forward to watching this one.
1: The term underrated. It's thrown about a lot. Stavy Richard is someone you can label that as an underrated talent. Uh he's, he's he's a guy you'd want on your
2: card no matter what, because you can he can do anything. And I mean he can put him in any spot
1: and he can get the job done. Cool. Right. Well thanks everyone again for joining us, and yeah, we'll catch you this coming Monday. All right, see you guys Most-
0: Ladies and gentlemen, June twelfth, Russell Universe.com presents Cyber Fight Festival 2022 and a special six-man tag team match It is DDT Pro Wrestling Versus Noah Pro Wrestling Tetsuya Endo Jun Akiyama Hatsutsuda Higuchi Versus Trafugi Kontoje And Inambura In a special six-man tag team match The whole effing show Raw Van Okawa and Hayata versus Kiyomiya, Harada, and Yohei. In a featured DDT eight-person tag team match, Harashima, Yoshimura, Takanashi, and Chris Brooks versus Hatsumata, Yudeno, Mayo, and Asuka. The Pro Wrestling Noah International Ten Man Tag: The Japanese National Saguna, Fujita, Kitamiya, Inaba, and Tanegushi face versus Elgin, Doctor Wagner Jr., Rene Dupree, Simon Gotch, and a special X in a Four Way Women's Match: Rika, Tatsume! Mizuki, Yuki. Mami Fuku and Miu Watanabe.